Welcome to our Sunday Sermon Podcast with City Harvest AG Church. Wherever you are in life, we believe that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Here at City Harvest, we believe in the undiluted Word of God and the teachings here will enhance your understanding of the Scripture and will help you grow and mature as a Christian. So we hope and pray that you will be blessed by this sermon. Today's sermon is brought to us by Pastor Shine Thomas. How do you deal with sin in relationships? How do you deal with sin in the community? Have you ever thought about the Christian way of dealing with sin? And many times if we are not careful on how we deal with a brother's or sister's sin, instead of gaining that person, we are actually losing that person. Invariably in our Christian life, we will fall into some kinds of temptations, some kinds of wrong living. And when we know that knowingly we are committing a sin, how do you find help to come out of that situation? Many times we like to keep our Christian lives to be secretive and uh, we do not want to come and involve with people in the community because we do not want people to know about our secret lives. And that's not a true Christian church, right? Church has become more or less corporate where you just come, sing, or give, listen to the word of God and you go back home. You stare at people's head and don't have anything to do personally with people. But God did not die for such a community. That is not a church. And uh, if it is a true church, the true church will be involved in godly fellowship. In that godly fellowship, you will get to see closely the life of other people. And when you see that there will be shortcomings, some will be strong in the spirit, some will be weak in the spirit. And it is our duty to build each other up in the community of God. For that, it has to be intentional. You need to get involved in the small groups as a community. You need to get involved and take some risks to be vulnerable with your life, to get to know people and they get to know you. And in that process, we form an accountability with the body of Christ. When somebody commits a sin, we will be able to correct him in the way God wants us to correct. And if when we fall into sin, there will be somebody else who will be able to come alongside us, pick us up and tell, brother, I think what you're doing is wrong. I'm here to pray for you. I'm here to encourage for you. How do you deal with conflicts? How do you deal with sin? If somebody is caught in sin, how do you deal with it? And if you are in a sin, how do you deal with your sin to get out of the situation that you are in? Well, I want to bring to you a message entitled, Building One Another Up. Building One Another. How do we build one another in Christ Jesus? Open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6 and it's verse 1 to 6. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourself or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. May God bless you with the reading of his holy scripture. And through this message, we will, God willing, go from verse 1 to verse 10 of Ephesians chapter 6. 
Now, first of all, before coming to our context, we must understand what is Paul addressing over here. Paul is addressing the churches in southern Galatia and the problems that have come in the churches in southern Galatia. And what are the problems that had crept into this church which Paul pioneered during his first missionary journey? And we find that predominantly two problems crept into the church. One is a divided church because of doctrine. Doctrinally, this church was a divided church. And what was the doctrinal division? The doctrinal division was Paul said that in Christ, God is forming a community by faith and grace in the Lord Jesus Christ, a community where Jews and Gentiles become one body of Christ, right? Paul is telling that by faith in Christ, you have a new community with Jew, Gentile, male, female, rich, poor, all alike, and you are one community of God. But after Paul came and preached this message and pioneered this church, Jewish Christians went from the Jerusalem church and they brought in a new doctrine. They said, we have been following the laws of Moses. We have been following circumcision. We have been following the festivals of the Jewish system. So if you want to be a Christian, accept Jesus Christ, that is good. But you also need to be followers of the law of Moses. So what was this Jewish Judaizers doing? They were trying to build an exclusive community, a community of people who are following the laws of Moses and believing in Jesus, an exclusive community. But God was building an inclusive community, a community involving Jews and Gentiles together just by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So these two communities and these two ideologies of doctrines, it came into conflict. And when these people started talking and sorting out the differences in the church, instead of solving these differences in the spirit realm, like what? Love, faithfulness, gentleness, they were moving from the spirit realm and going to the worldly realm of solving issues. They were getting angry and they were putting dissent and they were sinning against one another by gossiping. So Paul says that, hey, you are all believers of the Lord Jesus Christ and the only way you can live a successful Christian life is not by your legalistic way of religion, not by following the systems and the rules of a religion. It's only by faith, and that can be activated only by the Holy Spirit. So, it is only the Holy Spirit that can enable you to lead a good Christian life. And it is the work of the Holy Spirit to make you a holy person, to build the fruit of the Spirit in you. So that the Holy Spirit can bear fruit in a Christian, you need to work with the Spirit, not with the laws of religion. So this is what Paul is addressing. So Paul is addressing two things. One is the doctrinal dispute. And secondly, Paul is telling the carnal lifestyle. The way you are solving your problems looks like you are going back to the old way of life and uh, you have nothing to do with the spiritual way of handling things. Okay, so Paul is telling, live your life by the Spirit of God and the power in the Spirit of God. Now, let's take a look at uh, Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Now, knowing the context what Paul has addressed, now we can understand how we can put that context into our lives in solving conflicts and also solving problems with our own sinfulness and the sinfulness of others, either in the family or in the community at large. Galatians chapter 6 and it's verse 1. Brothers and sisters, so Paul is addressing whom? Paul is addressing the church, people who are coming to church. Brothers and sisters, redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ. If someone is caught in sin, 
can people in the church commit sin absolutely people can be caught with sin okay and this is addressing to the church so do not be surprised that when you hear some brother or sister is in some sinful life it is our duty to restore that person right pray for that person if a someone is caught in a sin you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently look at that word gently with all gentleness but watch yourself or you also may be tempted so now who is uh, paul addressing paul addressing the ones who are living by the spirit we saw the two realm two cosmos that we saw the cosmos of the worldly way of life and the cosmos of the spiritual way of life and here we can understand that we are supposed to live in this realm of life fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience and the list goes on and we can find that invariably our life is an intersection sometimes most of the times we are in the realm of the spirit but here and then when situations come we get into the flesh realm and that's the tension that we live in right but we should strive to live in the spirit realm so now paul is telling those who are in the spirit realm if you are walking by the spirit if you find a fellow brother and sister in the church who is in the flesh realm they are doing things in the flesh then you should restore that person gently restore that person but when you restore that person watch yourself otherwise you will also be tempted and fall into the same sin that that person is committing so those who are in the spirit realm you know that you are walking right with god you are full of the holy spirit and you can discern that your friend is not in right standing with god you can go and tell hey brother Well, what's happening with you i can see that you're not regular to church i can see that you're not regular to the carcels and you are keeping away from people what's happening with you is are you battling with some challenges let me help you i'm here to help you and that's the approach that we are supposed to take in our christian life you cannot create new creation results with the present evil age means okay listen to that many times we are trying to create new creation result what is it a fruit of the spirit lifestyle godly lifestyle by taking the means of the worldly system of handling conflicts and handling relationships you cannot create new creation results with present evil age means you can create new creation results only by the power and the help of the holy spirit okay now all of us at times sometimes we walk in the flesh and majority of the times we walk in the spirit so when we walk in the flesh suppose you find something in me which is in the flesh those who are in the spirit at that time should come to me and said pastor i see something wrong in you right and hey what's happening can i just pray for you and then restore this person back and when those who are walking in the spirit at that particular time you see the person who is walking in the flesh so it goes vice versa for me to walk in the spirit it's not only for my own edification i am walking in the spirit also so that i can edify another brother who is walking in the flesh and they can copy from me and they can be uplifted to christian fellowship when i am walking in the spirit okay so wouldn't it be wonderful that if we can lead our christian life all alone without the help of anybody and that's the thing that people of the world are thinking that my christian life is my own privacy and my own personal devotion with god but god does not allow us to live our christian life in independence god wants interdependence and that's why hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 the writer says 
not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing by encouraging one another only when you meet together you will be able to see closely your brother and sister you will get to know their pattern of life and you will be able to encourage them and pull up a brother or encourage a brother and bring them to the spiritual way of life so our christian life is not only for my spiritual holiness but i am also going to be spiritual so that the community can be blessed others can see to me and i can help others who are struggling in their flesh we must understand that none of us are perfect none of us sitting over here are perfect until jesus comes for the second time and we have a tendency still to commit sin it's a sad reality of the fallen state even as long as we are in the flesh we have tendency to commit sin first john chapter 1 and this verse 8 he says if we claim to be without sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us so we are having the tendency to sin james says in james chapter 3 and this verse 2 we will stumble in many ways there are various things in our christian lives that we can stumble we can sin so none of us are perfect okay even pastor shine is not perfect we all are in the flesh and we stumble in many ways if someone comes and says to you that i am perfect then there is something wrong with that person that's not a biblical preaching he is not a biblical preacher too so when there is sin in a believer when there is backsliding in a believer that sin has to be dealt with right because paul says in first corinthians chapter 5 and this verse 6 don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough in other words if one believer is in sin or if one family member is in sin if you do not deal with that in the biblical way it will make the entire community impure or the family impure so you cannot allow your brother or sister who is in sin and not take action about it we are called accountable in god when we find somebody's walk not in line with the word of god to go help that person get back redeem themselves with all gentleness okay now uh, one of the things i want to tell you that uh, we all are very good uh, in identifying mistakes of other people all right very easily uh, in the christian community we can find okay that person is doing mistake and but the way we deal with this mistakes usually ends up in broken relationships ends up in lot of hatred in that person and that's because we are getting to the worldly way of dealing with things right as for example you may be in a christian ministry team or you may be in a family and wife may find something wrong with the husband genuinely wrong but the more she uses to bring her husband back from that way of sin if the mode is not right instead of being productive it is going to be destructive and we lose relationships we lose people so we need to be very careful what are the means and how do i correct my family member how do i correct my brother or sister who is in sin and how i should do it biblically and that's what paul is telling i want to give you some wrong ways that we deal with sin and in the community wrong ways we deal with conflicts in the family or in community and you can think we all have fallen into this category and it's time that we migrate out of that and act as and behave as mature christians here are some of the wrong ways to deal with conflicts and deal with sin number 1 ignore it if you find somebody in sin and you say that okay that is his life 
I don't want to bother about his life. Let him do whatever he wants. And as long as he's friendly to me, he doesn't do anything wrong to me, it is okay with me. That is not a right biblical perspective. If you ignore and put people's sin under the carpet, you are accountable for your brother. Look at what God asked Cain. Remember, we are accountable. So, but there is a way to handle it. So, it's not good to ignore people's mistakes, right? We are not to judge them. But if you genuinely know that your friend or your, one of the family is going through a sinful situation or your husband is struggling with a sin, don't ignore it. The second is worse than it. What is it? We gossip about it. Instead of telling the concerned brother or telling the concerned sister, hey, there's something wrong with your life. I've been noticing it off late. I saw you in the wrong place at the wrong time. I saw some of the postings of yours and it doesn't look all that good. And... It's good to go and talk directly to that person. But many times, instead of confronting people directly with gentleness and love, we go around and spread gossip. You know, this person has dressing up like this and I saw in this person at this time, at this place, coming out of that house and that is counterproductive. And that's not the way we are to do that. Even in family, nor in the church community, nor even in our workplace. We don't gossip about it and that's very counterproductive and we need to be very careful, my dear brothers and sisters, when we are in the church community, not all are perfect. There will be some people who will be very spiritual, some people who are really struggling and we uphold those weak instead of gossiping about them. We try to help them with all gentleness and sincerity. And the third way to look at other people who are struggling in sin is to look down at those who are in sin. You have a super spiritual kind of mentality and you feel that you are so spiritual and you look down on people who are committing sin. Paul addresses that in Galatians chapter 6 verse 3. If anyone thinks they are something, when they are not, they deceive themselves. We all struggle with sin. And when somebody is going through some challenges and we become super spiritual and we put them down and we think that we are something, again we are guilty of committing sin. So don't look down on those people who are committing sin. We were all in sin and it is by grace that we have been saved. And if you find a struggling brother, struggling sister, struggling family, go alongside with them, sit with them and help them out with genuineness and tell them that I'm here to help you. You can come to, for help for me. So Paul is concerned both for the sinner and the restorer. You understand? We are many times concerned only about the sinner. But Paul is here, is concerned about both the sinner, one who is in the flesh lifestyle in that particular time. And Paul is also concerned about the person who is trying to approach that person and the restorer. So Paul is addressing both the sinner and the restorer over here. Now, I believe City Harvest, we have been studying God's word and you're wonderful, mature God's people. And most of the times we are walking in the spirit of God. So when we are walking in the spirit of God and producing the fruit of the spirit, what should be some of our criteria before I go and correct my brother about his mistake or her mistake? Or what should be my criteria as a husband or wife before I correct my children and my wife? How should I keep up my spiritual standards? Paul is addressing that. I will read that again and verse 1 to 6 and we will take some steps out of what we learn from Galatians chapter 1 to 6 on what should be my standard of life before I correct somebody. I dare to talk about the dust of somebody's eye. What should be my standard so that I don't have a plaque in my eye?
Listen to this. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit, that is criteria number one, should restore that person gently. Second criteria, but watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burden and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. And verse 3 is the third criteria. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, if you are proud, you cannot correct somebody out of their sin. Okay? They deceive themselves. And the fourth criteria, each one should test their own actions. Even before you correct somebody, you should test your own action and they can take pride in themselves alone uh, without comparing themselves to someone else. Verse 5, the next criteria, each one should carry their own load. And I will explain that to you in detail. So here are some of the criterias I need to see myself. I need to keep my spiritual life in check so that I am capable and I am qualified enough before I correct somebody of their mistakes. Number one, that I live by the Spirit. Even before I am trying to find about my brother's mistakes and trying to confront him, Check to yourself whether in all areas are you walking in the Spirit? Are you full of the Holy Spirit? Are you producing the fruit of the Spirit? Secondly, watch yourself. The one who speaks the word of admonition must be careful not to fall into the same sin. I've seen people that when it comes to others' children, they are number one in talking about the mistakes of other people's children. But when the same sin is seen in their own family, they have a blind spot towards it. This is not Christian way of handling things. First, you should see that you are careful and your family is careful not to fall into the same sin and then step up and help the other person who is struggling. The third thing is to be humble. Don't think that you are something. Don't think that we are super spiritual. Okay? Don't think that because we pray for two hours a day, we are super spiritual. We are all humans. And we are all having other weakness in our body. And the devil knows how to tempt us. Devil knows to come to situations when he can trap us. So be humble. Have that humble experience telling that Lord, I am also saved by grace. And today, if I am able to restore that person, it's not by my might, it's not by my capacity, it's just by the grace of God. And that's the statement of humility. Be humble. And the fourth one, test your own actions. Test your own actions. Before I can point a mistake at somebody else, I need to know that my actions have to be tested because God will test my actions. I cannot be a hypocrite that I show to the world what I am not and God knows my inside motives and my heart, my secret sins and my lifestyle. And then I become a superhero when I come into the community and find the mistake of other people. I must test my own actions. Why should I test my own actions? Because of the eschatological judgment of the Lord. There is a day of judgment coming and I will be held accountable for my own actions. Every deed every talk, everything that I do, you will have to give an answer to God. Today, you may feel that you can fool people. You can fool others and show a form of spirituality. I can fool everybody if needed and show a form of spirituality. But God knows my actions and I have to give account to God to for all my actions. So we must know the eschatological judgment that is coming 
and what i sow in my spirit i will reap in my spirit what i sow in my flesh i will reap in my flesh so how careful we should be in our christian life my dear friends carry your own load before you carry somebody's load we must carry our own load each person will have to face the judgment of god it is coming in the same lines that first of all i deal with my sin and i come out of my sin and i'm making sure that i'm in right standing with god even before i can judge or even before i can bring a believer who is struggling out of the sin galatians chapter 6 verse 7 paul says very clearly do not be deceived god cannot be mocked no when we act super spiritual and god knows the heart our intentions our motives our secret sins our thoughts everything god knows and god cannot be mocked and that's why i need to weigh my actions and i need to weigh my motives and then only i am capable enough to correct somebody of their own mistakes a man reaps what he sows that is it and look at what he says in galatians chapter 6 verse 8 whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction so even before i am capable of dealing with somebody's sin or even before i take a positions to deal with somebody's problem i must know that i am accountable to god god is watching over me and i will reap the reward of what i sow it says that whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh they will reap destruction because god cannot be mocked on the day of judgment we will come to know who are the people who worked in the flesh and who are the people who worked in the spirit because if i sow in the flesh i will reap destruction no part in the kingdom of god very sad and then it says whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life So God is looking at my motives. God is looking at what I am doing. Nobody may be watching me. Nobody may be watching me where I am going, which cafe I am going, whom I am meeting, with whom I am chatting, and what I am doing online. Am I talking to somebody which is outside the will of God? Nobody knows. But God weighs the heart, and we have to give an account to God. And if you sow in the flesh. you will reap destruction says the lord and if you sow in the spirit you will reap eternal life you will have the kingdom of god as a gift for you so that tells that starting our christian life is not alone enough many people feel that oh i am saved i'm baptized i'm a member of the church fine i've got the passport and visa to uh, the kingdom of god no that's a wrong theology right Christian life one time saved and we continue to work out our salvation every day i see whether i am working in the spirit realm or my life is in the flesh realm and i work out my salvation i weigh my motives and i introspect my life based on the scripture i become accountable to other people around me and i make sure that fear and trembling i work out my salvation while i am in this world so starting alone is not enough we need to walk in the spirit step by step so that we can grow in the spirit because for everything that we sow in the flesh we reap destruction we sow in the spirit we reap eternal life okay so our salvation is a continuous process those who confront sin 
make sure that you are in right standing with god even before you talk about somebody even before you want to take a step to help somebody out make sure that lord am i in right standing lord these are the areas i struggle and i want to make sure that before i help that person i will first work on my life and that will give us a heart of humility that will also make us gentle to know that we all go through this sufferings of sin and this challenges and temptations that the world uh, is going through so now i have given you some benchmarks on uh, how not to correct people and what should be the some checklist in our life based on paul's writing before i confront somebody with their sin how exactly can i uh, can i go about by dealing with somebody's sin if my husband is in sin or my children is in sin or my brother or sister is in sin in the church how i go about with it very simple steps number 1 pick them up because sin is a miry clay they are struggling all alone over there they need help and instead of criticizing them instead of condemning them you go to them and try to pick them up with the grace of god that god has given to you Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 Brothers and sisters if someone is caught in sin you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently our intention is restoration many times we have seen that people don't like to be confronted with their sin very conveniently they walk out of the church because other doors are open in the city of bangalore people don't want to be accountable right that is not a healthy spiritual life if you feel that you don't want to be accountable you need to check whether you are a true child of god or not right and when somebody comes to you when you go to somebody you should go with a heart of restoration right you are not going to divide them you are not going to tear them apart your intention is to somehow win that person somehow restore that person and what is the medium that you use the fruit of the spirit gentleness with all gentleness that you deal with that person right see in matthew chapter 18 uh, verse 15 onwards jesus gives us a method of how to deal with a brother who is in sin in matthew chapter 18 verse 15 jesus said if your brother or sister sins go and point out their fault just between the two of you no gossip over there no third person is involved over there you found somebody in sin and you know that your spiritual standing is good call that person and just try to sort it out first step between both of you and what should be our approach our approach should be with all humility gentleness and our end result should be to restore that person into the faith of lord jesus christ okay and i believe our first intention is to pick them up from the situation that they are in you know my brothers and sisters if you go around you will find a lot of wounded broken christians who have done away with church why because they are wounded and broken you go around you will find another group of christians who have come and been baptized and very active in church once not only this church i am talking worldwide and you will find them drowning in sin and they are unable to come out of that and you and i should be the hands of god you and i should be the mouthpiece of god to go to such people in their situation and pick them up with a heart of love gentleness and humility so that they can be restored in the presence of god secondly once you pick them up you hold them up you lift them up you keep them 
in that position because they will drown unless they can come on solid ground and build in the foundation of Jesus there are tendencies that they can go back to the same position so what do you do you follow up with them and you hold them up you just don't leave them give them a supporting hand galatians chapter 6 verse 2 carry each other's burden and in this way you will fulfill the law of christ people are broken people are burdened people are heavy people are tired people have given up hope in their lives and we who are the people of hope the people of light we are to spend time going and finding such people and holding them up bearing their burden bearing their burden i remember we used to go for baptism in indian campus crusade for christ and uh, usually we are the first people who go over there to conduct baptism but when we go over there that baptism tank is covered with a metal grill and i try to take it by myself and many times i can't do it by myself and then brother shantu or somebody of a pastoral team they will come and quickly go and catch the other side and four sides are caught and the burden becomes light and this is exactly what god wants us to do people cannot come out of the situation by their own self many of you may be struggling in your flesh and you are very secretive about it but there will be people who will stand by you bear your burden and hold you up in the presence of god okay you know that my dear child of god sin likes to have you alone have you seen times that when you are in the church you are in a camp meeting or spiritual camp meeting revival prayer there is no tendency to sin but often times when we are caught alone by the enemy that all kinds of temptation comes into our lives and that's why it is one of the biggest temptation for traveling men men who travel alone they fall into a lot of temptations so we need somebody to bear our burden and that's where we as spiritual brothers and sisters we come and bear each other's burden so that that person is not alone when temptation comes you are there accountable to him and you are there lifting up that person with love and gentleness to come out of that sin and the situation that they are in many in our family need that hand maybe your husband needs your help like that maybe your wife needs a help like that do you know that maybe your child is struggling with some addictions and the child is waiting for somebody to go and help that child out of that situation to pick up that child to hold that child and what are the means that we can use how can we hold the people we can hold the people by building a relationship with that person not condemning that person genuinely loving at that person and build a relationship call up follow up so that you can be there without anybody's knowledge to help that person pray for that person in your personal time uphold that person in the throne room of god and commit that person into god's hands and pray for that person this is how we build each other up in the community of god it's not that me my spiritual life and my business we are in the community to edify and help each other thirdly encourage that person encourage that person by sending them a material to overcome the situation sending them a video calling them and finding them out encourage that person relationship pray for that person encourage that person 
and there will be sometimes that you cannot handle this by your own self and you feel that you are failing many times and that's where you need external help you lead that person to a mature christian a mature man of god so that with an accountability with a mature person of god you can win that person in the presence of jesus christ amen and i've seen in my christian life that so many people come to our office and they need somebody to hold them up i've had men over the many years of our christian ministry and come and tell pastor i'm going through a struggle i'm all lonely why brother my wife left me my husband left me and then they get into tears and they do not know how to handle it and that's where god wants us to be instruments of peace lifting up people who are broken there are people who are going through addictions people who are going through loneliness people who have come to my office and sitting with myself and glory and say pastor i'm struggling with this addiction in my life i don't know how to overcome that and we help that person and i've seen so many people restored one on one in our pastoral ministry and brothers and sisters if we can do this as a church how many broken hearts can be mended by the power of god in our ministry and sometimes even i need that encouragement as a pastor sometimes we go through difficult times and it takes for that one believer to come and tell pastor we are praying for you are you going through any situation and helps us restore and come back to the presence of god with joy and encouragement apostle paul had such an encouragement you see in second corinthians chapter 7 verse 5 to 7 for when we came into macedonia we had no rest paul is telling but we were harassed in every turn conflicts on the outside fears within who is speaking this the great apostle paul but god who comforts the downcast see he also went through that tough situation god who comforts the downcast comforted us by the coming of titus young boy but he could comfort apostle paul and not only by his coming but also by the comfort you had given him he told us about your longing for me your deep sorrow your adrent concern for me so that my joy was greater than ever and that's our calling my brother that's our calling my sister pick up people hold them up bear their burden and thirdly build them up build them up how do you build them up build them up by the word of god use the word of god to build people up galatians chapter 6 verse 6 nevertheless the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor the right meaning of this word is when you see people in sin you need to build people up with the instruction of the word of god you are involved in a building process and that's why we need this community my dear brother and sister the covid has taken us away from fellowships we are not able to meet in homes we are not able to meet for any other fellowships than sunday mornings but let us get back as the pandemic eases getting back to the ministry of building one another up in the lord jesus christ i want to conclude this message today people who are sitting over here and the ones who are watching me online we fall into these two categories today maybe once you are fully walking in the spirit 
but now you are struggling in the flesh and you need help and if you are in that flesh group you need to find to yourself how i can be accountable to somebody so that i can get help in my christian life find that person you cannot battle it alone you need to grow up and build up who is that person that you can trust in the spirit impartial a man or a woman of integrity without impartiality will come any conflicts it may be a family conflict it may be a personal conflict it may be a battle with sin it may be anything but you need to introspect yourself whether you need help right now the second group of people they are now walking in the spirit realm right you know that you are full of the spirit can you identify people in your family in your community not everybody is open to receive help right and you be wise god will put people across in your life and if they are not open to that you just hint them and if they are not open you don't have to push forward you can move on to the next person but whom are you god leading you to to build them up in the lord jesus christ and i want to tell you by reminder verse from the words of jesus christ you know that god never leaves us nor forsakes us you may be going through the tough time of fleshly realm in your life but my god is willing to restore you at any point in time my god never leaves us nor forsakes us in matthew chapter 12 and his verse 20 jesus said a bruised reed he will not break a smoldering wick he will not sniff out till he has brought justice through to victory in other words maybe we are like a bruised reed what is a bruised reed reed is a flute type of instrument used by the shepherd and it has got notes and holes and this reed is used so many times that it is bent and it is not able to produce the good music what it was producing before and that can happen in our spiritual life we can backslide and come from the spirit realm to the flesh realm but god is telling a bruised reed he will not break a shepherd may throw away that reed but jesus specializes in taking those people and bringing them up and giving them a second chance and secondly a small ring wick he will not snuff out what will you do with a small ring wick which is not burning it is only a uh, fumes or, or that is coming out of it what will usually people do they cut it off and they burn again but my god is not like that he will reignite his power and give them the victory whatever challenges you are going through my god is willing to give you a second chance and work in and through your life and if you are going through a strong time in your spiritual life make it a commitment that you will help somebody along the way so that they can be restored in their spiritual life